Hi. Um, Hi. Hello. Welcome to the. What's the name? I need to get it right. <laughs> Archives of the Nerd Era. We had a few names and ideas, and um, I think I had came up. I I narrowed it down to two, and then I messaged you saying which one, and then you said you said the one that we currently have. That still might change. This episode could just come out, and we just have a completely different name. It's you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we yeah this yeah. Names are hard. I went on to the, um, I came up with, oh, no, words, I can't talk. I went on to an AI generator thing, um, to try and figure out a name. And the ones that were coming up were good. And then I was, like, making, like, tweaks to them. And I was, like, really proud of them. And then I googled if they were, uh, already existing. And they were, so... Uh, one of them was the the nerds of the sounds table. Get it? Because it's a podcast and sounds, but it's meant to be like a round table uh, spoof kind of name. And, um, anyway. This is just a podcast where a bunch of friends just talk to each other. Um, we just have good conversations and good opinions opinions about games and tv shows films patch notes just new nerdy stuff um and we're just basically recording those conversations and uploading them hence why it's called the archives of the nerd era because we are nerds in this era of whatever is happening right now and once there's going to be this big episode list hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll get to more than three episodes <laughs> there will be like an archive of of these yeah good name thumbs up i'm doing two thumbs up right now can't see thumbs that up from me. awesome lovely um we've we've been we've we've been needing to have a conversation but oh yeah this is pine by the way <laughs> This Hi, is um, this is what I mean. It's just a normal conversation for us. Like, I I I already forgot for a second that we were uploading this. Yeah. So this is this is Pine. This is um, one of the three, four coast co-hosts. Numbers numbers are difficult as well. Um, a number that is probably is also going to change. Possibly could be two by tomorrow <laughs> or six. Yeah. Oh, Sur- surprisingly, we had this podcast as an idea months ago. You you wouldn't be able to tell with the amazing organization, right? We're so ready. <laughs> oh, the organizer. It's not like we had most of the conversation last night. Yeah, most of it was in about an hour last night. Then um, some of us went and done a 10 hour shift, and now here we are. I also had work today. Not as long as a shift, but. Um, definitely felt it but we've we've been longing for for a conversation because um this lovely sh- season three of a certain show came out pine and um you were kind of like away doing your own stuff and we never we never had we never actually spoke about now that it's all over um our opinions on this i only messaged you i think a few times about it and it wasn't anything too in depth but mandalorian season three finished when a few weeks ago? Not long ago. Oh, that was about a month ago. A month maybe? already? Should we have a quick Google? Should we put Google? Have, have a quick Google. It came out in early March, didn't it? And it was on for eight episodes, eight weeks. 
It ended on... Oh, it's good for me, that one thing. This is going to be an answer that makes me feel like time is just more insane than I already think it is. Um, April 19th. April 19th, so yet nearly a month ago. So about three yes. weeks ago. Um, Chapter 24, The Return. And I I messaged you with episode one, and I was like, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> Straight away, I was like, I don't I don't want another season three where quite a few of the episodes don't matter, like they don't correlate. A lot of season one had um, just episodes which were, oh, he does this, and then none of this is relevant later on. Um, I didn't want that again, because season two was completely different. Once you got past... I think it was for two episodes. You had the Cobb Vanth episode. Um, and then there was another one, which I can't remember. Um, after that, the whole of season two was so consistent and entwined and tied together. And it was it was, it was great. Um, so when I first saw the, this episode of, of season three, the first episode, I was like, I don't want that to be the case again. It kind of was, but wasn't. It wasn't in. It wasn't enough to to make me not enjoy it. I I would still say I preferred this from season one, and I liked the focus of this because season like um, season one was obviously the intro, and season two was kind of very specific to what it was, and then season three is really focused on Mandalorians in general and Mandalore. It goes back to its roots, which yes. is... Yes. I don't know, I like Mandalore, especially being a massive Darth Maul fan, and he took over Mandalore at yes. one point and all that. I love like seeing it afterwards and be like, oh, what did he actually do? And he ruined it. He destroyed it. Well, he didn't, but like he played a big part of just messing everything up. Because we heard so much about it, that so much conversation about it throughout the two seasons of Mandalorian, but we never like saw what we've seen now, and well, we haven't even seen it get destroyed. Yeah, because I'm 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 weird of Clone Wars. I haven't watched it fully properly. I've watched YouTube videos of what happens and a load of clips. I haven't sat down fully watched. It. I've started to. I'm on season one, um, which is the kind of a season I watched when I was a kid anyway. So some of it is consistent. Um, but I heard from season three onward it kicks off, and I've also seen the last four episodes as well of Clone Wars. I I remember exclusively watching that when the last season came out. So I don't fully know how much we saw. I know I know Bo Bo Katan and the Dark Saber and Darth Maul. I know all about that, and I've watched loads of clips about that. But I haven't seen as consistent and as everyone else what was going on for Mandalore. I just knew that Darth Maul wanted it and he did get the Darksaber. Um, basically, um, if you're not bothered about spoilers for Clone Wars... I pretty much um, know all the spoilers. You're good. It's just, like, Darth Maul being the absolute G that he is. Um, <laughs> he, he is. Like, I will fight this to my death. Um, he just... He, like, see... He, Seen into, he got a vision. Seen into the future. He's seen Palpatine's plan. He's seen Order sixty six. He's seen everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and much like Anakin, seen in his vision that he was going to turn into Darth Vader. I remember that episode as a kid with the Grand Inquisitor, and that blew my mind. I was like, I was like, that is an awesome scene. The Grand Inquisitor. 
Was it the Grand Inquisitor? No, you're thinking of the scene when Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka, they get, like, transported to, like, a different realm, and they're with, like, um... I forget his name exactly, let me... I'm thinking of something. I, I remember him seeing Darth Vader's helmet and, like, the smoke behind him. Was it a Grand so, It was so yeah, many so years ago. They met, they met the Wands, um, who consist of... Um, they're, they're known as the Mortis Gods. They're Force Wielders. Um, and basically, there's, like, the Father, who's, like, just, like... He's, like, a Soka. He's, like, the middle ground of the Force. He's, like, a Grey Jedi type thing. Um, love, love, you've love got them. the daughter who's like the light side of the force and um, the son who's the dark side of the force and basically um, they got like transported to this like realm, they met them it's like a whole weird thing that was never mentioned in the movies but you've seen a vision that he becomes Darth Vader didn't really do anything about it Yoda also got a vision <laughs> into the future like Yoda got a vision into the future Yoda pretty much saying like the Clone Wars was going how it was going to end, and like he just again, just sort of let it happen. Didn't really, didn't really tell anyone about it. Um, That's the only thing with Star Wars because like, or well, Star Wars Celebration, they were like, oh, Star Wars is something where you always go back to a certain era of it, and something new comes out, which which does happen. You know, we've seen it with um, Bad Batch and Kenobi series and stuff like that, um, and obviously Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett. And when when they do that, there are moments like as you said, like Yoda just doesn't do anything because it's like he didn't in the prequels and movies and stuff like that. So they're kind of like stuck with it. And I don't know. I like the whole going back to it thing, but then it makes things like that happen. And I'm like, hmm, you need to specifically write like this in a certain because, way. Like... The one thing I like about Star Wars is, like, if if you watch it, if you've watched The Clone Wars, if you've watched every bit of media for it, you can pinpoint parts when you'll be like, if you put yes. a pin here, and yeah. they actually done something different, everything else after this point would have never have happened, and they could have stopped everything. And it's like, this is a massive story, and there's so many different points where they could have done that, and for whatever reason they didn't, but then, it, like, it makes the story more special in a way because it's like they could have, they could have stopped it, but they didn't. But it, then it makes the characters more really like relatable because it's like, well, you know what? Why should it come down to one character to stop like a whole plot of a story? When it's like, actually, you know, they all had different parts. They've all done things that they should have and could have done different, and they didn't. And now everything is dead and it's because of everyone and not just one because mostly in stories it's like one person done everything there's one big bad and you destroyed everything and it's not in Star Wars it's like everyone had a part to play and everyone killed the world off in their own little way by not doing what they should have done and I like that yeah I think it makes the story more in depth it, it is this war and kind of like with, with real life when you hear about wars you hear about mini stories of what certain people did when that war was going on and stuff like that so to to expand it to a point where we do see so much of what everyone did and what everyone did after as well which i which is another reason why i love mandroin so much is because you see the imperials are still around yeah there's like fragments of them um 
and it's so interesting. And speaking of that, actually, uh, towards uh, it was a pre-finale of Mandalorian season three, <clears throat> we got this awesome conversation with Moff Gideon and some um, Imperials, higher Imperials, talking about uh, Fraun, um, Grand Admiral Fraun. I always say his name wrong, but I pronounce it Grand Admiral Thrawn. Him, the blue man, um, which was ironic because I think the day before or two days before was when the Ahsoka trailer dropped. Oh, and they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew time. what they were doing. So I, I watched the Ahsoka trailer and then I watched the episode and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're going for this here. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting to see how the whole Mandalore um, kind of thing. Bo-Katan finally getting the Dark Saber um, again and kind of reminding and diving into to Moff Gideon with, with um, the relationship he had with uh, Bo-Katan. Because well, he's been uh, he was, he's hinting on very strongly that he's the one that destroyed Mandalore so mm-hmm. he holds a strong place. But there is that scene where he's standing talking to like, all the other like remnants of the empire that's like all off control in their own sector of the galaxy and like he's like slit he's slating throne he's like well you're on about his return when's he gonna come back like what's he actually doing like why why are we sitting waiting we should appoint someone else and then they drop the ahsoka trailer and obviously everyone knew he was coming back anyway but then they dropped the trailer and was like oh he's coming back and like honestly i hope they just come back i mean like friggin what's his name I forget. I've just said his name as well, the one who was talking. Gideon? Gideon, that's the <laughs> one. That left my mind completely. Gideon is... I mean, obviously he's dead now, but I would have Is loved... he? He should be. Did you see the explosion? See, with shows and TV, when explosions like that happen and they go into, like, and they disappear afterwards, they're alive. And I won't be surprised if, if that helmet... And that armor did protect him. Or let's say it was I a mean, clone because he, he he didn't have a mustache. Like I, like like could you normally do? He could have just <laughs> he could have just had a shave, but it could also be a clone. I don't know if he's no. dead. I don't think uh, maybe Disney doesn't know if he's dead. They're probably like we'll just do this and just. If we want him back later, we, we can bring him in. If we don't want him back later, we'll just say he died in that fire. But yeah, I I don't I don't know. Is he is he is he dead? I think he's dead. You think he's dead? But I would I would have absolutely loved Thrawn just coming back and just being like, all right, and then just killing him off and be like, you slaved me, now you're you're dead. Because it's something Thrawn would do. He would set an example. He's I, very methodical. I feel like. They're, they're really saving him here for something huge for Soka. Um, oh, he is. Well, he was in Rebels. He was. Um, he was like one of the big bads in Rebels. And there's one scene, when I say he's methodical, I mean, there's one scene in Rebels where they sneak into Hera's house um, because the Empire took it over because her dad uh, was like a rebel leader and whatnot. Um, and there's like a family heirloom, like this little trinket thing. Um. And, like, one of the admirals is just like, well, why don't we just destroy it? Like, it's not important. Um, and he's like, well, it is important. And he, like, breaks it down. He's like, clearly, like, he figures out who he's got sat in the seat. Because he didn't know it was Hera. He's like, clearly it is important. Like, no one would come in 
No one would pretend to be like I'm pretty sure she pretended to be a slave just to like get in the house. Um, he was like, no one would pretend to be a slave to get in just to get this trinket. He was like, if you do your research, if you actually, he was like, you don't need to just overpower your enemies. You need to know your enemies. To know your enemies, then you can destroy them. He's like, I've done my research. I know what this is. It's a family heirloom. You haven't just got a slave here. You've got someone unimportant. Obviously, we know whose house it is. Therefore, you've got Harris and Dula sat in front of you, one of the rebel leaders. She's very important. Then he just pulls out a gun and shoots, um, he like, he, like, stuns the trooper standing next to Hera. And the Admiral was like, well, why the hell have you just shot that stormtrooper? And he's like, because that's not a stormtrooper. That's clearly one of her people, like, one of her friends dressed in a suit. And he was right. You know what I mean? Like, what a risk. If anyone else done that in Star Wars, they would have messed it up. They would have just shot someone for the sake of it. But he's methodical. He knows what he's doing. And, like, he's going to come back. And he's just going to... He's just going to ruin everything. Impressive and scary, and it is going to be interesting to see what happens along with that. And when, when, when Gideon was talking about Thrawn within, uh, it was the pre-finale, I believe it was of uh, Mandalorian season three. There was a man, correct me if I'm wrong, called Hux, and they were talking about a new weapon. That's not that's yeah. it's that's not General Hux, is it? Is that is that what that was meant to be? Because something about his uh, his age didn't match up with sequel timeline kind of thing, and I was like, it's not. I've no, I've seen this. It's not. It's not Hux. It's like, um, oh, I forgot which way around it is. It's either like his like grandfather or like right. it's like some family relation, like. One of them obviously then like become like leads on to become like the next hooks, so it is a hooks, but then like the one later on is like um a family member or something that's obviously like worked as well, yeah. Because I kind of saw that and I was like, is that is that I'll research that later. And I just kind of like carried on focusing the conversation, but um, no, I know what you mean now, yeah, that's what's going into my head because it sounded it sounded like they were talking about Star Killer base putting like code so it's brendol hooks is the one who was in mandalorian right um he was in charge of the arcanus academy on the planet arcanus uh starting off as a junior officer in the republic navy hooks eventually became one of the most well-known imperials of the galactic empire when it formed but then um you've got the other one. I'm trying to find the other one's name. Then you've got General Hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find out what, like, if he's a nephew or whatnot. Um, nephew or, like, grandkid or something. Um, it kind of looks like know. him, but, but yeah, the age. Family tree. <laughs> family tree. Let's family tree it. It's the family Hux tree family. for far. <laughs> General Hooks family. The General Hooks family tree. Let me find it. Um, I mean, impressive family. Like, they all became... Because what, like... I feel like some of this season was kind of, like, self-explanatory. Like, the, like we've kind of been questioning why Gideon wanted Grogu so bad. Or at least I have, because I don't... I don't, like, go on the internet and look at theories and stuff. I just kind of watch the show and go, like, hmm, okay. Um... And it was because he wanted the Force within his clones, which is what it sounded like. 
That's why he was after Grogu so bad. Um, and because, you know, like, there's this sort of Hux character, like, Code talking about Starkiller Base, and then Gideon is making clones. It's kind of starting to add up a little bit to the sequels where they say they cloned uh, Palpatine, and the First Order was made from the ashes of Imperial anyway, and Palpatine was behind it in the first place. Like, these Imperials in Mandalorian... Do you see where... It's starting to kind of, like... They're starting to add a little bit of context to to that kind of... I mean, Palpatine's always been into cloning. Yeah. Um. So, for the Hooks, quickly, it's his son. Um, General Hooks it's is Brendel's son. son. But, um, because I've literally not long ago, like, the last month, finished reading... Um, in Star Wars book, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um, awesome. And he's always he's always been into cloning. So Plagueis was into cloning. Um, he got loads of different species. He had like a secret lab and everything. Um, he was like... He was basically... he Plagueis could control the Force. So he could kill someone. And then like bring them back to life. And he kept like doing that like over and over. Trying to figure like out how he could do it to himself. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, he was very good at, like, healing himself as well and, like, keeping himself alive. Um, but he was, like, trying to figure out, like, how can I die but then bring myself back to life? Like, I can kill someone and then bring them back to life. But how can I do it myself? How can I do it to myself instead of, like, having someone else, obviously, like, there all the time? Um, rule of two would have just figured that one out, but, you know, he, he never thought of that. Um, and he was into cloning and stuff, and then, like, Obviously, like, Palpatine, like, killed him off and things. Um, tragedy of Plagueis the Wise. And then he sort of, like, he didn't pick it up straight away, but, like, he definitely seen Plagueis do, like, his experiments and stuff, and he done a fair few of his own. So he was always, like, into it. But towards, like, the end, Plagueis sort of, like, lost his way. Like, he wasn't, like, looking at the view of, like, where he needed to be, and he just got distracted. So Palpatine just, like, often killed him. They got drunk. That's literally the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. They got drunk. And Plagueis was a bit mortal. And Palpatine was like, you know what? I'm just going to kill you. And the That's rest it. History. Story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, um, exactly. Palpatine got like... Um, they were like celebrating him become Chancellor or something. Or like he was about to become Chancellor. I can't remember exactly which one. They had one too many drinks. And then Plagueis was like a bit drunk. And then Palpatine, like, seeing his opportunity, he just started, like, electrocuting him. Just, like, went for it. And he, like, he was, like, keeping him on the verge of, like, death. And he was, like, sitting there and he was just, like, yeah, like, I'm just watching, like, your midichlorians, like, fail to keep you alive. Because, obviously, Plagueis was trying to keep himself alive. Like, he was cloning things to try and figure out. And he's, like, I'm watching you just fail. And then he just let him just die. Because he had an incident beforehand and he had, like, a breathing mask anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like that failed him, and then he like suffocated the lightning, and obviously he just comes up, couldn't keep himself alive. And obviously, Palpatine was like, "Yeah, the, de- the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. He died in his sleep." And I was like, "No, he's not. You killed him on his floor in front of his couch after you made him spill his wine. Like, that's not what happened. But you know, he's a liar. So it's all starting to make sense, and I feel like that pre finale." with with that and the finale i think the finale is probably my favorite mando episode ever probably like everything about it was 
great and it felt you know, you know they're saying this is the Mando season three is like the end of part one kind of thing like if this this was just a great ending for for Mandalore in general and I don't think I would be disappointed if they didn't do another Mando season because to me this feels complete this feels done obviously like I'm not saying I don't want to ever see Mando again I still want to see Grogu but in terms of like this this kind of story and arc this feels finished and you know about the um what's it called you know the little circle transition at the end of the last episode of Mando season 3 you, you know about that don't you I know exactly what you're gonna say because they did it in Phantom Menace and A New Hope did they do it in Force Awakens did they not do it at the end um of Rise of the Skywalker when she's holding the lightsaber up I'm not sure but that little circle transition throughout for for, for, for A New Hope and Phantom Menace is basically they use it as like the end of part one. That's like what it's apparently for. Um, so with the end of Mando season three, they've also done that. So I'm so like part one, I'm guessing is like Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, um, possibly Clone Wars because so much of like Bo-Katan of a Dark Saber was in that. Maybe that counts. And then part two is gonna be Ahsoka, um, along with the future projects they announced at um, Star Wars Celebration. I think that's it. The, the, the Dave Filoni, John Fav... can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce a lot of things. I've known the past uh-huh. few minutes. Favroy, him. That they're kind of stuff. Maybe it's in the part one of just their kind of stuff. Um, and then No, they're, they're going to continue because um, Dave Filoni's going to make a film. So he's making yes, a film that's gonna tie like mandalorian ahsoka like all the tv shows he's working on like the films can like tie them all together so if we don't see mando again in like a season four or anything we're definitely gonna see him again in the film that's fine by me um, which means obviously we're gonna see grogu because yes you know i'm wondering if one day we're gonna see him grow up <laughs> like can you well, imagine him as like so I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I watched a scene on TikTok. You know the scene where Yoda's in his little hut with Luke and mm-hmm. he's like rambling on about like how he used to be such a great Jedi master and stuff. In that scene, I swear, he says, I've been training Jedi since I was 100 years old. Grogu's only 50. 50. Yoda lived to 900. Tell me how Yoda's been training Jedi since he was 100 years old, which means he's only 50 years older than Grogu, to the point where he can obviously talk, because he's communicating with, you know, other Jedi to actually train them. He's got to the point in his life where he's had Padawans, and he's training them, so he's, like, went through, like, the full Jedi cycle, became a Jedi Master. How... I've got great expectations for Grogu to do all this <laughs> in the next 50 years. Like, he's got to step up. Which he is, because in the season three final, like, he was doing stuff. But, like... Oh, oh, he was... Oh, my God. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I loved it. It reminded me of Kanan, and it made me sad. Oh, Maybe he has, like, a growth spurt uh, somewhere. 
when he gets like 60 years old and he's like, oh, I'm growing quicker all of a sudden. Well, I don't know because we don't know a lot about their species. Because, yeah, considering he's 50 and he's still a baby, that can't even talk yet. And what was Yoda? 900. I mean, he died at like 900, but he was 100 when he started training Jedi. So he could talk for. I, so I would imagine yeah, he could string a conversation years. together. What's Grogu the equivalent of like one years old for 50 years? To 900, yeah. Some, some, something must just speed up in that process, surely. Because if it stays, if it stays for fifty-year-old equivalent to a one-year-old baby kind of phase, and it just stretches all the way to a certain point. So you're telling me by the time Yoda was equivalent, the equivalent age of like two, he was training Jedi. Based on Grogu, yes, that does sound. Yoda's a G. <laughs> That does sound something like that. What a man. But yeah, I love I loved the last two episodes. I really enjoyed the finale. And then the over overall I liked the whole season. I really liked episode two as well. I really liked that where um Din got caught up and captured and Grogu had to go in the Naboo ship and go to Bo and like, help me <laughs> no, no, because that episode I you know what? No one else has found it funny, but I found it hilarious. Just the scene where Grogu jumps in his little like cradle. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, zooming he, like, through. Speeds out the thing, and he's just like, hey, quick, quick, quick! And just I don't know why, but that scene was just hilarious. Absolutely and brilliant. And then he I, gets in the ship and he goes, and he just like sort of just points, and Bo-Katan's like, "All right, okay, then I'm on my way." But like, it's just the scene where he just like speeds out in the cradle. Like, oh, there's just something about it. It's funnier than it should be. And I love it so much. I really liked that. I liked the siege on the city. I can't remember the name of um, Grief City. Um, and there were still a few um, episodes where I was like, oh, it's just season one where it's kind of just there with no relevance. Like the um, episode where they inf- um, investigate the droids and their malfunctions, um, which had a load of cameos and kind of stuff. Like that episode is a good example. Right? At the end, they. Bo has her standoff with what's his name? I want to say Alex, but I don't think that's correct. No, I don't think it's Alex. No, what is it? I'm thinking for some reason I'm thinking Alex Wolf. <laughs> I don't think that's right. But the other Mandalorian, um, she has a standoff at the end of the episode. Um that standoff could have been just in any episode. Um that kind there was of, lots of standoffs in this season. That kind of episode was just focusing on investigation of something that isn't quite relevant for the season. Um, and then we, there was the episode where the kid, Paz's kid, gets taken by the dragon. And I was like, it kind of doesn't need to be here either. There was, there was, there was a few things, like a few episodes like that, where I was like, okay, this doesn't have too much relevance and I'm not too bothered. Um, but apart from that, this season was pretty good. I still think two is my favourite. But something about that last episode of season three was absolute bomb. And yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Fair enough. You, you know what I kind of liked about the end of season three? What's that? In a weird way, I kind of like the fact that 
Din was just getting beat up. I also like that because I think a great example that's just come into my head is Bakugan as well. Like, Dan doesn't always win. He does lose. And he's vulnerable. And it makes it more tense. And I feel like with with Din, Din, Jin, um, Jin, Jarvin, Mando, <laughs> words are hard, okay? Uh, I feel like with him, I, I like, yeah, I like stuff like that. I, I like when, like Stan Lee said, like, you have to give your heroes a weakness. Um... Otherwise, there's something about them that won't feel the same. Uh, so, However, yeah, like when that. when Dan loses the battle, he takes a huff about it. He does. He works himself <laughs> up, and he's like, "I need to be better," and then he does. And it's it's why it's why I think it's such a good children's anime as well because Bakugan was always for kind of like older kids, older. Um, kind of anime whereas like a good example of like pokemon and ash were very much more targeted towards younger kids um but i yeah with with with, with back on it was just learning from my mistakes i will do better next time and they go by their word like there's the episode where shun's like i think he said to runo marucho he's like beat me and i will then join the battle brawlers again and you're like oh Shun's gonna lose because the plot needs to go on, and he wins, and he doesn't join them. It ha- it it has to take. Um, I think it's the next episode or after after what uh, next episode after that one, that Dan has to come and convince him again, and Shun sticks with word, and just that whole that whole of Echo is written in such a good way compared to like Pokemon, where it's just kind of more aimed towards children and they just want to get onto the next episode or just want to continue the story for the whole season um in one easy straight line whereas Bakugan is like oh my god we've got this person and we've got Halji and Masquerade and the negative energy and Naga's trying to get through there's so much going on and we need to do this one by one and they did and it was amazing Bakugan is great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a well-written show and it also um what i especially noticed because i rewatched battle brawlers recently and i'm now on to new destroyer um how half and half the battle brawlers are with um female characters and male characters it's exactly half there's three each they do have a good balance yeah that's one thing they get that and it's something that 2008 that. didn't have yeah that much of and I was—I only realised it when I was rewatching. I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "That's great." Um, I think from like season two, it's not that much like that because there's there's mirror in the resistance, and then there's Mylene in the Vexos, and that's it. <laughs> they kind of dropped that. Um, but yeah, really good. And I was also thinking like, we've never had a dark badass darkest attribute um female character which to me now sounds a bit generic and i'm kind of glad they went for alice route with it where she's a darkest brawler but she has this backstory that's huge for season one but she's a really nice woman but she if someone's mean she will brawl them and she will take them down 
she's a really nice woman. She's but... a very nice woman. And she looks so she's cool in her white dress. Sometimes. She's a bit what? A bit slow. Yeah. I mean, they all are in Bakugan, but you've got to think they're kids. But yeah. Like, they were like, what, 13, 14, no. season one? Something like just that. just dumb sometimes, and you're like, wow. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're really clever a lot of the time. Like, the way, the way Shun throughout most of season one was like, how does Masquerade know where I am? Where we are? There's something up. And then he starts, like, suspecting one of them's a spy. And then they start suspecting Joe. So they have to go visit Joe and clean, like, get him off a suspect list. And when Marucho and Runo were in Shun's house and his granddad caught them and was going to use some ninja moves on some 13-year-old kids for some reason, um, they open the field card, freeze time. They walk away from the thing... Um, from where Shun's granddad was whilst they're in the field dimension and then they unfield and they carry on. Like, stuff like that for back and I'm like, that's so clever. Shun's the only other one that's on, on his game. He is like... on with it. He is, he's that one guy in the D&D sessions where you're like, that guy's got all these notes and he's so close to figuring out the whole campaign, who the boss is, that kind of thing. That's Shun. <laughs> and even season two, he's like, I've been here the whole time. I've but been. That's why Shun's like one of the best because he's actually he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't realize that as a kid because Shun was a fan favorite, and when when people overhype stuff, I kind of like not focus on it. I'm like, okay, you do that hype. I'm gonna go focus on a small character. And it wasn't until I rewatched it, I was like, oh, he was hyped because he was just really a really good character. Yeah, he so I mean, good. Ace is pretty good. You love Ace. So. You love Ace and Percival. Oh, they're my favourites. I know. I like Masquerade, Alice, Shadow. That's really awkward. I was meant to change my profile picture. It's it's Shadow Prove. <laughs> oh, I was meant to. You've got your, like, your little illustration of yourself. I was going to have mine. It's just like a picture of me. But no, completely forgot. It's too late now. Yeah. There it is. Well, Thought of me because I got to rep the brand. Um, yeah, and we've got Bakugan Gen Three coming. What people are calling Generation Three. We've just had um, Gen Two with the reboot series with the Bakugans, and we are now diving into this Gen Three where the toys are quite different. There's going to be more rip cords involved. There's a few in Gen One. Um, and possibly an anime. Uh, apparently, a voice actor has confirmed it. Um, I heard this from another podcast. Um, but I don't know. There's anime kind of illustrations on, on some of the Gen 3 cards. And if there is going to be an anime, I just want it to be written well, like Gen 1, the original Legacy series. The reboot wasn't good at all and I couldn't get into it and I've tried many times I tried everything and it's just more aimed towards younger kids and it's not that older kid edgy kind of show anymore um people are upset that it's not about the OG characters I'm fine with leaving the OG characters if it means we have a good show 
a well-written one. But we'll have to see with this Gen 3 anime whether that's going to happen or not. I mean, I watched Gen 2, if that's what we're calling it. And it wasn't Heart your soul. Yeah. They, they introduced Gordon Bakugong. Why do they all look robots? I don't know. I don't like it because it's just not... Why are they not organic? It's... I don't know. But then they're like, oh, well, they're all alive. And it's like, no, they're robots. They're robots. But it's also... I just, I just don't like the Gordon Bakugong thing of, like, these are, like, the best Bakugong ever. And so like they tried introducing, like, legendary Pokemon to it and being, like, the Gordon Bakugongs are the really rare ones and they're really hard to get. And if you get one, you're special. Because they were trying and to replace Subterra because it was the least popular attribute, which I think the only reason for that is just the colour isn't as fun um like there's nothing wrong with having the earth element it's just that the color of it wasn't amazing i i think the color scheme of subterra should have been like brown sandy yellow grass kind of green as a mixture that would have been some cool looking um spheres but it was it was just, it was just brown really um in terms of the toys it was more of a dark brown bits of orange on the anime but they, yeah, they were trying to replace it with these golden... I think it was called Orbitus, um, Bakugan. I mean, I sort of see why they kept them as, like, brown, because obviously, they, especially in Gen 1, each attribute was very different. They, the colour schemes were very much the same, so they, they you could easily tell them apart, which I liked, because it means it, it's easy to watch the fights and be like, you can tell who's who. Yeah. Like, it's very easy for like a kid to be like, oh, the blue and the green and the and the red and the purple and like to know what's going on. Like for kids, I understand why they've done it. Black and it's purple very... evil, everyone else kind of not. That kind that kind of thing. Although with Essentially with, with Gen Two the I used to be Chaos, a bit of Darkus. Um I'm now half and half. Um I'm sticking, oh, sticking to that Chaos kind of vibe. Um, but the, the new Chaos ones, the white and blue, I was like, that's lost its touch. What happened to white and yellow? Like, white and yellow is the colours of light. That is the attribute of light. What's with the blue? Like, the turquoise kind of blue. It doesn't work. It doesn't look right. White and yellow is such a good combination, which is also why I really like the yellow lightsaber as well um i like the yellow and red with with the was it the jedi guards is that the official name of them yes i don't understand why ray gets a yellow one at the end they have like the kind of chaos color scheme with with like the white and yellow patterned outfits and kind of stuff um that's it always reminded me of of chaos and yeah i really like the the yellow sabers um Obviously, I know you like your white, because... I do, I'm neutral. I'm is, that, is that because of what, what the white saber means, or is that, like, that you can't, I mean, like, it's because... Grey Jedi, Ahsoka, <laughs> kind of... 
definitely because of Sokka's look better. It's one of my top favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, S tier character, in my opinion. On my tier list. Don't go down that rabbit hole. But also, definitely because Grey Jedi, it just. Yeah. You got your morals. You do what you need to do. Because that's me. Like, because like I know some people in life, and they're like, I don't want to do this because it'll hurt someone's feelings. Or da da da. If you got to do it, you got to do it. You know what I mean? It's the same reason why I'm I'm half chaos, half darkest. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent to that middle part. Like I'm just if if you're gonna do it and you're gonna have to do it, then just just do it. Like it's not, you know what I mean. I'm very much like I'm either gonna get up and do it, or I'm gonna sit there and I'm not gonna do it. There's no, there's no middle ground. Master Yoda once said, "Do or do not. There is no try. Either get up and do it or don't do it." So Grey Jedi, they just do what they need to do, and they get it done, and that's it, and they're good for it. And we're going to see what she's going to do because we're getting a. a I never, I never thought when I when I was little and sitting in the cinema watching the Clone Wars film, I never would have thought that one Ahsoka would even be a live action, and two, we would get a series of her. But we are. I'm so excited because Obi Wan got a series. That was yeah, that was something that, again, that's broke my. My world, my vision of the world of what can possibly happen. That's one of those things. Like the Kenobi series, one of those things was like, imagine if they did this. How cool would that be? But they won't. No, they did. It no, because like... hear me out. Obi Wan got a series. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka's getting a series. Ahsoka's getting a series. Tease me with a Darth Maul series. I dare you. I. Oh my god. Please. Although, to me, Clone Wars, that is his series, because he dominated. <laughs> he, he does. He, he dominated very much does. That. However, especially in his early life, again, Ooh. going back to the Darth Vegas book, when, so, like, how do you think Palpatine obtained, let's, shall we say, Maul? How do you think he got him? Absolutely no clue, to be fair. I can tell you. <laughs> oh, you're and teasing me here with his good information. I, I, never, I never knew this until I read it, and I was like, "I'm not. I, was like, I don't know if I like it." But also at the same time, I'm like, "Hmm, it makes okay. sense." So let, essentially, let know. it was just like Palpatine was like he was working with Plagueis, so he was like a Sith in secret, but he was also like working his way up to become Chancellor and things. And every now and again, he would just go off and he, he liked to go and, like, explore planets and things and just, like, sort of see what they were doing. Um, and he goes... I can't remember if it's exactly Dathomir he goes to. I think it was. Let's just say he goes to Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Or a planet that's around the Dathomir system. And he's, like, walking through this, like, this little, like, market thing. And he bumps into this woman, and this woman inside, like, her bag has Darth Maul. And she's like, take my child, essentially. What? And he's like, no, like, I don't want to take a kid. And she was like, look, like, I'm a night sister. Like, this child is, is strong in the force. Like, if you take him, like, he can serve you well. Things like that. And he's thinking, like, well, no, I, I can't. 
I can't take the child, obviously, because of the rule of two, like me and my master. Like, I can't take him and train him. But obviously, Palpatine could, like, sense that he was strong in the Force. Um, and he was like, well, no, like, I can't, I can't take... He, he takes him, essentially. And he just, like, takes him back to, like, some planet, leaves him with, like, a care droid, and just being like, raise this child for me. He doesn't tell Plagueis for a while, um, until he gets to the point... <laughs> It's, it's like it's kind of like giving me a fair vibes. Like I will hide the child from Plagueis. Oh, exactly. Like he just sort of hides hides this child until he grows up. But like the mother was like, um, "You've got to take him because um, before like Mother Towson finds out like who he is and she'll take him off me and things and like he has a brother and I can only save one of them, so I'm choosing to save Maul. Um, so you know, rip." Savage Oppress, bless him, was not oh, the favourite okay. child. No. Um, and then, like, he takes him, just leaves him with the droid, he grows up, he starts training him, and then he tells Plagueis, and he's like, yeah, so I got a kid. And Plagueis is like, what? And he's like, yeah, so I've got a, ch- like, I've got a kid. I'm training him. Um, and Plagueis is like, hmm. He gets a bit suspicious. He's like, why are you training someone else, like, in the force? Like, what? Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the rule of two. And he's like, Look, like I'm not gonna. He's not. He's not gonna join him with our plans or anything. Um, I'm gonna train him to be like this master, like assassin. Like he's gonna be like this great combat artist. Like I'm gonna teach him and all, like everything he needs to know. Hence why Darth Maul is such a savage and he's such a good fighter because he literally from birth up until literally forever, he's like trained to fight, trained in the force. He's sent on secret missions. I've read a Darth Maul book where he's sent into this like. Uh, prison to like get information um about who's making like these uh fake kyber crystals and like making like fake lightsabers inside the prison and stuff um and like he sent in and palpatine's like you can't use the force like you've got to use just your natural instincts and things and like your natural i like this this is like mother knows best kind of you need to read the books honestly i do i need to read for a start (laughs) Palpatine just gets him and he's like I need to talk properly as well. I have I have child in bag. Take child. My leader, no like children, will take, can only save one. And then he just takes a kid, and that's how he gets him. And that's it. But obviously that's why Palpatine was never bothered when Darth Maul died, well when he got cut in half, um, that he was no longer part of the planet, because he was never originally gonna be part of the plan. Like Palpatine was always part of Plagueis' plan. Plagueis was like, you're part of my plan now. Here's the grand plan. Here's what we're going to do. Maul was never, ever part of the plan. But he, he was raised... I feel a bit bad in for him. A sense like, exactly. He was raised in a sense like, I'm being trained. I've done all this. Like One day I'm going to be part of the plan. I'm going to find out what's going to happen. Da-da. He was never part of it. He met Plagueis. So Darth Maul got his ship. Do you know his ship that goes like invisible? Yes. Currently a glider in Fortnite you can earn with the Star Wars um, exclusive mini battle pass. Um, get it now until a certain time of May, which I can't remember. Carry on. Oh, God, Fortnite. I love um, Fortnite. Maul got that chip because Plagueis gave it to him. It was when Plagueis met and he was like, my gift to you is you can have my ship. And Maul was like, man, I got a ship now and it goes invisible. So, like, he met Plagueis before Plagueis died. He knew who he was. Um, but he was, like, never, ever part of Palpatine's plan. 
and then obviously like he gets cut in half, he gets cast aside. Um, Count Dooku comes in, which is like another thing in the book as well. Uh, Palpatine meets like Count Dooku and things, um, and also uh, Master Cipher Deus. And so it's like literally everything that happens like just before like the Clone Wars like starts and whatnot, like a few years before. It's all in the book. On oh, its grit, highly recommend. I can't like, like that. He was never part of it ever. Yeah, ever. I'm. I'll, I'd watch that. I'm going for that. So that of like him going off, especially uh, the prison. They could do like a whole little series on that because um, he goes in this prison. And it's like you can't use the force, but you need to find out um, who in the prison. There's some secret person living inside this prison. Who's got like an organization going on and he's making fake lightsabers. Like he's making fake kyber crystals, but they're somehow working. Apart from they're not. So he's making fake kyber crystals, but then halfway through they're melting, they're exploding. But he's so close to like being able to just make a kyber crystal. And obviously Palpatine was into that because then he goes to make the Death Star and he needs all the kyber crystals to like power it. So he's like planning way ahead for it and say like, I need you to find out who was making the kyber crystals and bring them to me so like Darth Maul purposely does something purposely gets sent to prison but like this prison it's like what's the best way I can describe it so you know Ben 10 ultimate alien <laughs> you know the prison uh... that they go through you know when they've got to collect like the infinity sign the four different pieces I don't think I remember that much of Ben 10 Right, well, there's, like, a prison prison, <laughs> like, a big cube, okay. but, like, each room is, like, is, like, a different cube, uh-huh. and they all, like, shift around, so it's, like, a Rubik's Cube, and, like, all the rooms, like, shift and interlock. The prison Darth Maul goes to is, like, a big place, and it does that, so, like, one minute his cell's, like, say, on the bottom floor, and then it'll shift around, and he's, like, in the middle, but then they've also got to, like, the inmates have to, like, fight each other, and it's, like, a tournament-type thing as well. It's really good. Maybe it's cute prison. Be, it would it's the name of the series. Yeah. Darth Maul and the Rubik's Cube prison. <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon film. Darth Maul and the Rubik's Cube prison, like Giratina and the Sky Warrior, Arceus and the Jewel of Life. I don't like the fact that it actually does sound like it that. does. It's 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 for and the you put that put that into any film title like. Pokemon. Harry Potter and the philosophy stuff. <laughs> it is, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. I I'd watch that. I'd I mean, any Darth Maul series. To be fair, I I'd watch and just cross my fingers. It's just as good as some of these other series we've got. I feel like Star Wars is so opinionated, and and everyone has very different visions and opinions on what series they like. Like, there's some people that love Kenobi series, and then some might just absolutely hate it. Um. There was parts I liked and there was parts I didn't. I was definitely there more so for Kenobi and Darth Vader. However, I like that they had other Inquisitors in it. Yes. Don't like don't like the design they did for the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, that don't was a big thing. Don't understand because in the original films they had the same species. They in, did uh, in, Ven- in the, Revenge, like the chamber. Yeah, like in the Revenge chamber Pacific, where yeah. like, they all go the meetings and he looked amazing like he looked like the grand inquisitor and was like, why couldn't you just do that again like if you could do it then you can only do it better now because technology's only got better 
but I don't understand. Because um, I don't like that personally to me. When I look at that, obviously I've watched Rebels. I know what the Grand Inquisitor looks like. Yes. That, to me, I looked at him in Obi-Wan. I was like, that. I'm not thinking of the Grand Inquisitor when I look at you because you don't look like him. You look like a different character. That's the first thing I said when I first watched the Kenobi trailer because Rebels... Uh... Is kind of like in my mind again. I watched that as a kid. Um, I've not watched season three. I only watched season one and two as a kid. And when I saw him of Trader, I was like, "It's the dick from Rebels!" <laughs> like that was my initial reaction. And I was like, "I don't remember his head being like that." <laughs> once I got no, once I, I got over it, it was him. I was like, "Wait, something." And, and he's not got the eyes either, has he? Because he's got yellow eyes in Rebels. He does. He has the yellow like. I just remember something, yeah, he just looked so different. Well, hopefully Ahsoka will be not erroring that kind of stuff. I didn't notice that there's a a man in the trailer with, I love love a good kind of like evil vibe, white beard, white hair, man. I love those kind of characters. Um, Like like Snow from Hunger Games, that kind of vibe. I love that vibe. This man, what I thought was a red lightsaber, is orange? It is, and I know why. It's a weird I orange? I didn't realize, I just thought it was red, and it wasn't until I saw, like, a, I think it was a YouTube short, and I was like, that is orange. It's not like, it's not like orange orange, it's like near the red spectrum, but it's just orange. I, I thought it was red, and I'm probably just going to see it as red. But no, Dave Filoni has very specifically said it's orange. We get to see at orange. one point, he awesome. said it's orange, and they've done it on purpose. And essentially, what I want to think it is. No spoilers. I haven't read too much into it. Well, no spoilers, but well, now I don't know if I can say it. Don't say it. No, don't worry. We're not going to risk it. Anyway. I mean, do you know who the character is? I have no idea who this man is, and I don't... Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'll find out. Okay. I'll watch it. I promise. I, promise. I, I already I'm re- risked it watching the trailer, because I, I don't really watch trailers. If I know I'm going to watch something, I don't watch the trailer, because I did that with... The last time I did that was with Wonder Woman, and it ruined the whole film for me, because it showed way too much. So when, when I went to cinema and I watched it, I was like all these like action scenes and stuff, I've already seen it. And it really killed it for me. So I, I kind of just watched Wonder Woman blurring out the action um, because it, it there wasn't really anything fresh in the film compared to the trailer. It sucked. We're nearly getting to an hour. I think we might have crossed past an hour. I'm not actually sure. Um, I think we have. So, whether we have or not, I've now got to do Reese's solo 60 seconds. Yay! Everyone clap. Yes. Get your timer. This is going to be my solo 60 seconds that I'm going to try and do every episode. Maybe not. Where I just give a bunch of news, um, which I can't really have a conversation with you with because you're not into some of the topics. That's basically what this (laughs) is. That's that's what this is. Have Have you got your timer? Are you ready? do um it's gonna make a loud noise it's gonna be the horrible radar sound from iphone that everyone hates perfect Um, but you tell me when you want me to press go you you give me a countdown okay okay are you ready i'm ready right three i might have spelling mistakes i'm reading okay go on three two one 
Oh. Uh, the Pokemon TCG Paldea Evolves releases uh, June 9th, the same day as the Fortnite Chapter 4 Season 2 ends. It ends the same day, so all that day you're going to lose something, but something else great is going to come out, um, as well as another Fortnite season. Uh, reversal Energy within the set Paldea Evolved, I think it's in the set or maybe the next, I can't remember, um, provides free energy for any evolution Pokemon. This is a, a card for free special... It's a special energy card for free energy for any evolution Pokemon that doesn't have a rule box. It's an interesting as hell energy card. I'm very intrigued to see it in play. Uh, a big Pokemon you're going to be seeing a lot with this upcoming standard format from Paldea Evolve set is going to be a lot of Gardevoir EX. Uh, the new trainer kit releasing the same day, June 9th, with Paldea Evolve will include Arceus V and V-Star as its promos. We've had uh, tool kits where it's had uh, Crobat and Dene and the Fish. Um, we are now going to have Arceus V and V-Star. Uh, redeem the code Happy GW2023 in Dead by Daylight. No! No! Redeem that code! Redeem, redeem it in Dead by Daylight. I can't tell you what's going to happen, what what you get, because I've just hit 60 seconds. Um, and the, the one other... you will have to come back next episode to find it. Yeah, or just type it in, or Google. <laughs> no, do come back. Exclusive information here, of course, on on what um what you get from that code. You loved it by Daylight, don't you? No. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank no, you no, so no. much for listening, watching, whatever. Um, you could follow whatever. I don't know if, if this might be going on Spotify, this might be going on YouTube. I'm just going to dump it somewhere else. It's just a chill podcast. We're not really planning. We're just kind of talking and recording it. Um, Pine, plug in any socials you want to advertise. Uh, Pine dot arts, arts with a Z, everywhere, anywhere, Instagram, everywhere, Facebook. anywhere. Rubik's Prison. The Rubik's Prison I'm commonly known for. It's sketched in on the wall, I promise, in one of the cells. Um, one you, of the cells, you're lucky. You could uh, follow my, pretty much my main social, um, uh, at Reese by Daylight on TikTok. Um, I don't really use Instagram anymore, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring that back. Thank you so much. And um, I really hope we didn't bore you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Leave a comment. Yeah, you tell us if you're bored. <laughs>